just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. Don't try this at home as we welcome you to another edition. It is your Tony Basilio Show. That's a nice warm day outside. I just got back seeing some folks talking about the fall, getting excited, making our plans. It is going to be a really, really fun, a really, really fun football season. And I'm, I am, you know, I wrote at the bottom of the blog today, the closer we get to it, the more excited I get for it. And it, it's the anticipation of it. It's almost like going on a vacation in a way because the anticipation of it really kind of augments and hypes up just the whole experience of college football. But uh, Sean Sinclair, welcome in. How you doing, my friend? I hope you're well today. Tony, I am well. Thanks for having me again. Yes, sir. You were uh, a blessing to us uh, playing some music with us over the weekend. It was a lot of fun seeing you on Friday. And uh, Brian Hartman happened to come out. And uh, so always fun well, to do I, that. I, if I can take this second, I want to... Uh, Thank you, and uh, Lauren, and uh, the great Sexy Lancey, and uh, all of the Fountain City Ramblers for including me. It is a, uh, uh, right now, I'd, it's, uh, it's inspired me uh, to uh, get back in the game, and uh, though I'm not where I will be, I will be once again, and uh, you guys have been very gracious and welcoming, and I really thank you. It's been a blessing, much like this show. To be included, so thank you very much to all that are listening. Well, it's um, I you know my belief with music's always been that it's kind of a communal thing. Um, but uh, thank you. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's another day closer to kick off. And today on the program, I want to ask Sean what we were talking about yesterday, and then get into a few things uh, as well because if you'll notice, there's been a um, some bipartisan legislation has been uh, is going to be introduced, and they're going to try to put some guardrails and try to put some guardrails around this uh, this experience of, of of what's going on right now in major college football. I think we would all agree that something needs to be done, but I don't think I I. I don't think I don't think what they've arrived at here is going to fly, but we'll get into that here momentarily. Cinco, how excited do you find yourself like me that the closer we get to this, the more exciting this becomes. The concept of that we're going to see a very vibrant, fun. I don't know what the Vols are going to be this fall, but I think we're going to see a vibrant, fun college football season that will really be the last of its kind. You know? I think you're right in a lot of uh, a lot of that. Um, I think that I think that we're in store for a a better team than we had last year. I'm not suggesting we will have better results. So from my untrained eyes, it looks like the schedule is a little more accommodating. 
Um, the tough games are the tough games, uh, but the other games, you know, I, I would I would like to play Texas A and M here versus going to LSU, even though we we all know what happened at LSU beforehand. We didn't know that. Yep. Um, I think that uh, uh, going to Florida is a lot better than it's ever been. Um, you know, I'm not. It is it. If we don't play the if we don't play the un, the uniforms and the name, and just play who's in those uniforms, I, I think it's a win. Um, simply because um, you know they're lacking. They're they're absolutely lacking. The, their offensive line has just been absolutely depleted. Then they've lost a five star transfer here in the past week. I'm not trying to pick apart a game, but I just think that um, you know for. It would be hard to duplicate what Hendon Hooker did. I'm not suggesting that Milton can't do that, but all of his efficiencies, I think, are made up for in the and and I and I think that's I truly believe that the Jalen Hyatt and there's nothing against Jalen Hyatt. I wish that young man all the success in the world, but I think that his stats and his his uh, shine were systemic um, uh, created, system created. And I think you have more than enough to even expand upon that. But I think that I think that the defense, whether it's with more more and better bodies, more experience, what have you, more than makes up for that. Now, who knows what will happen? Uh, but I was talking to a couple patients already this week, and we were talking about, wait a second, where did summer go? Well, with, you know, usually summer just drags and drags. My my uh, older daughter starts her senior year next week, I believe. Um, that's crazy. And then, before you know it, we'll be opening Christmas presents. That's just the way this thing works. So, I wholeheartedly agree on with you about the way this season sets up. Uh, regardless of the final record, I believe it's going to be a memorable one. Yep. And 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 even more so, a more enjoyable one than we've seen around here in a long time. Well, I like the fact of just knowing that we're going to be pretty good. Because last year we thought we'd be pretty good. We know that this guy is a great young coach with a very good innovative staff. Um, you know, are there weak links? In his, there are weak links in every coaching staff. Uh, people want to pick up the secondary coach. That's fine. I, I get that. I, you know. To me, I look at the secondary and I think, boy, the influx of new blood there is going to help. Um, and then I look globally at the game of college football and I say, this is the last year of college football as we knew it. It's not going back. The, the toothpaste is not going to go back into the tube. And what I mean by that is, this is the last year of of a limited playoff system and where really good teams play bowl games. From now on, the really good teams are going to play Tennessee last year. Tennessee, Brian Hartman was comfortably a playoff team. Were they not under the new format? And they were a really good football team. A team that if they would have gotten into the playoffs, could have beaten some people, could have made some noise, maybe could have made the championship game. I mean, that's how good they were. On, on any given especially Saturday. if Hooker, if, if, if Hooker's Hooker played, yeah, particularly and, right, right. 
I think this year's team could have been a playoff contender for a 12-team as well. Interesting, perhaps. right? Because you got to get to 9-3. and 9-3 and three will be the measure in this league. And if you play the schedule, uh, like this year's team is playing a pretty good schedule uh, comparatively. Like that Texas-San Antonio game, believe it or not, will kind of help them. Uh, and then the schedule they're playing in the league will be plenty good enough at the end of the year if you can if you could navigate yeah. a nine and three there you could get yourself. You on don't the have fringe. to worry about. You don't have to worry about schedules when you're in the SEC. About, no, you know, having a weak schedule. No, that won't be in play. Because truly, people don't want to hear this around the country, but that that playoff is set up for five s four or five SEC teams a year to make that playoff. That's just how it's going to go. The other thing I think that's really interesting, guys, is that I look around the country, and I want the list, living listener to get in on this. I'm going to give you some numbers, Cinco. Let's do buy, or, buy sell, or trade if, you, if you're ready. Here are some Heisman Trophy numbers uh, for the year. And my friends at Zen, you can go bet on this stuff, but you tell me if you're buying, selling, or trading, okay? Caleb Williams right now at USC is the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy at 5-1. to one. Now, here's what's interesting. I don't know that I think he's all that great compared to uh, guys in years past who in the preseason would get the shine. In fact, I don't know that anybody on that list really jumps out at me as, wow. Like Williams, for instance, right? Um Last year, he threw for 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, five interceptions. He won the Heisman Trophy last year, and he's back to defend the crown. Now, he's going to put up video game numbers because he plays in a video game number conference. Sean, I'm not in love with that guy. No, I agree. I think that once, once Hooker went down with injury and we lost the South Carolina game, uh, there had to be, and I'm not saying he was Booker was a shoe in, but he was. He, w- he wins that game. He he's wins. a shoe in to be in New York. Yep. no question. Yep, he doesn't get injured. But all of a sudden, with those two things in play, he because he he comes off the ballot for a lot of people, and I don't know why, but he does. Uh, so then you have to scramble around, and you have to. You, people just made their case, and he was the guy, the last guy standing, so to speak. Good point. Nice year. But I think that with Caleb Williams, uh, I would definitely bet the field. For one, uh, the, the the voters have shown that they don't want to vote a two-time guy mm-hmm. who's not a generational player. He's mm-hmm. not. He There wasn't much difference between him and C.J. Stroud last year. There wasn't much difference between him and Hooker as far as numbers. Right. Uh, plus, USC didn't do anything, really. Right. They, I mean, it's so. So he was kind of a, uh, he was kind of a, you know, a, a Gino Toretta kind of, you know, one of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. Yeah. He put up huge numbers, and, and again, he's a nice player. But if, if I remember right, it, it's not like he, it, you said it right. He he just did it on the West Coast. Uh, so I, I don't think they, I don't think. I would vote anybody. I would bet anybody besides him. All right. Ne- next up, you tell me. Tell me. You guys tell me on this one, okay? Because I think this guy's an okay player. I don't think he is worth all the hype that everybody gives him in our league. 
The reason that Jaden Daniels, the reason that Jaden Daniels get got all the hype preseason in this league is because truly there are no other knowns outside of the guy at Arkansas. This is the strangest year in the Southeastern Conference for quarterbacks I can ever remember. Everybody in the league has a question mark. Everybody. We have a question mark. Georgia has a question mark. Florida has a question mark. Alabama has a question mark. And so somebody had to be first team. Well, he wakes up. We wake up this morning. He's the second highest odds pick at 10 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. Sean, you buying, selling, or trading Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman this year at LSU? No, I don't think he'll win it. Let's move along. The next, uh, the next, and by the way, if you want to get in on this, because we're going to end with Joe Milton, who's going to be who he, who does make the list, believe it or not. Quinn Ewers is the next up from Texas, who gets a real opportunity early in the year, and that's usually how this Heisman thing goes. You want to take an outside, uh, you want to pick somebody that you know decent value. He's eleven to one. He will face Alabama down there. I think that's a week two game, a rather loud opportunity for the Texas Longhorns and for Quinn Ewers against a defense last year that was pretty suspect against the pass and was hit pretty hard by graduation. And I'll say this for Quinn Ewers, he held off the coronation of the Manning dynasty, not the Ming dynasty, but the Ming dynasty. Cinco, where are you on Quinn Ewers? You buying, selling, or trading at eleven to one? He's very interesting because he has, for whatever reason, um, Texas uh, and uh, their coach. Uh, I can't remember his name, but right off the bat, uh, it, it, those two things cannot be tarnished, and I don't know why. Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, yeah, Sarkeesian and Texas cannot be tarnished. No matter, no matter how many times <laughs> they lay trying? an egg. Yes, I mean you, you were, you were, you, you were famous for your, for your criticism of Texas A and M. Yes, program. Texas, the University of Texas lays more eggs than A and M ever thought of laying, and yet they are just the sweetheart ever since Richard Nixon proclaimed them. Number one, so many years. Oh my ago, God, my brother was so mad. They, they are, they are absolutely. They cannot, they cannot. Be, but you have that going for him. However, he's got the Manning sitting there every time he makes an incompletion. Yeah. Every time, every single yeah. time, he has to fight. He has to fight the ghost of, you know, because people aren't thinking that Arch Manning's going to be Arch Manning. They think he's going to be a combination of his uncles. And then some, and then no one. You know, two of the two of the the better quarterbacks that have ever played the game, and he just by, you know, by uh, genetic code, is going to be better. Um, so I think the kid's got a real tough spot, um, and I think he's also I think he's reckless. Uh, so I, I I think that he makes enough if he's put in the spotlight. I think he makes enough mistakes. Uh, to not win it, so we're selling him, Jordan Travis. Yeah, plus, I don't Texas. I don't think Texas is a uh, 
championship contender right now. Jordan Travis, quarterback, Florida State, enters the season 14-1. and The ACC is a offensive-friendly deal. You can put up huge yards in that in – that, uh, uh, and get the opportunity. Florida State, Brian Hartman, preseason, their rankings are where? Where do they find themselves preseason? Well, they're going to be right up there with Clemson at the top of the league, I think as it looks like that they've they might have turned the corner slightly over last year with with Norvell there getting this good traction. So with Florida down, I think Florida State's easily gonna be top Wake Forest should take a step back. They're gonna be top at least two or three in the in the ACC. So if you're betting Jordan Travis at fourteen to one, that's a hard, hard, hard pass for me. How about you, Sean? Uh, well, hey, congratulations for Florida State having something relevant right now. Interesting. Who knew they even played? It's so crazy. I mean, to think about how they could lose their foothold in a spot like that with those uniforms, with Chief Osceola, with the horse, with the whole thing, with the Deion Sanders, with the Lawrence Big Daddy Dossie. Uh, with the, all their lineage and all that history they had out of nowhere, like a mirage in the desert, and then all of a sudden it was gone. Fourteen yeah, to one. Yeah. He's going to have to fight the. He's uh, for, and another one that I don't understand. He is. He's going to have to fight the. Uh, uh, the ghost of the new chosen one, Cade Klubnik. And there you because, go. Uh, he's fourteen to one, he's, Sean. He's, Buying, selling, or trading. He's okay. Yeah, they, they have fourteen to one. He's got the fourth highest odds in the country, uh, according no, to Vegas, to win the Heisman. No. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's like you tell a lie a hundred times and it becomes the truth. You got, uh, you got the hundred lie Dabo Sweeney, right there. You know, the, all Dabo's got to do is keep saying his name, and people. Um, I think the funniest thing was is someone said earlier in the summer that, you know, they no one gets more time than K Club to parents on TV. Michael they should have an NIL deal. Michael Penix Jr., who we were told at the Manning camp was the most impressive guy there by uh, a couple weeks back, the crazy Cajun himself who jumped on with us, Mike Dettelier. You know, here's a guy that basically has played his college career in – he's just been in, in places where you're invisible. You play at University of Washington, you're invisible to the rest of the country. It's like Shoei Otani playing out there with the L.A. Angels. Most of the country doesn't know who you are. They've never seen you play. And then when he played at Indiana and he was pretty good there, they don't know who you are. They've never seen you play. And how weird and curious would it be for, was this guy committed to us, Sean, for a one-time Tennessee commitment to win the Heisman? He's 15-1, to Sean, playing with a pretty good Washington club. Coming off the year where he threw for 4,600 yards and 31 touchdowns against only eight interceptions, does he have a chance, Sean? Yes. Yes or no? Are you selling him at 15-1? to 1? I think he's a fantastic quarterback. He's been in college forever. Ever. Uh, he, was, he was, you know, he was he was connected back in the day to DeBoard. That's how far he goes back. Yeah, he's a Butchie yeah, Boy guy, the, right? Was he committed to Butchie yeah, Boy? and the GA. And the GA. Um, Nick Sheridan. Nick Sheridan. Nick Sheridan. So, uh, I don't know how I know that name, but there you go. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic player, but no, you can't. I mean, not since Steve Entman played defensive tackle up there for them has that area gotten any kind of national pub. 
FEMA Quadrant 12. Drake May, ladies and gentlemen, quarterback from North Carolina, is 16-1. to 1. ACC, arguably their best player, the third quarterback in that league to make the top six. Because, again, they've got quarterbacks in their league this year in the ACC, and we kind of don't. And they throw it around. Um, here's the thing about May. I kind of am cheering for May to have a big year this year. You know why? Because he could have easily taken that money at Alabama, Sean. They offered him north of a million dollars. He could it That was the worst kept secret in college football last year. Nick Saban and his staff knew that when Young walked out the door, they were going to have a quarterback issue, uh, which played into the spring, which which meant that they brought a transfer in in the eleventh and a half hour from uh, Notre Dame, and you know what. Drake May, by turning down Alabama, by turning down the NWO of college football, the New World Order, I kind of am cheering for him, and I think he's a pretty decent value at 16-1. to 1. I could see him taking off this year. Oh, he's likely the best quarterback in the country, um, and uh, I, give, I give him and Mac Brown a lot of credit because there was only – there were only a couple of snippets out there about what you're talking about uh, publicly, and Mac Brown could have easily made a big deal of that, and he didn't. Um, and and all all credit goes to Drake Babe because you're right, he could have. I won't call it sellout because it's it is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. But he could have easily easily taken the money, chased the bag, as they say in England. And and done the deal, but uh, I'm with you. I am going to cheer for him, and uh, and he's a fantastic quarterback to boot. So, um, yeah, the sixth highest odds. This is crazy, right? Is a kid that started his career at Auburn. I never would have believed this guy would ascend in college football the way he has. But Bo Nix is the quarterback at Oregon. He's sixteen to one. He was brutal last year in that opener against Georgia absolutely brutal and then it just took off for him they took off he took off uh I mean he threw half his interceptions in the Georgia game ended up with 29 touchdowns and seven picks and and then ran for another 14 scores Bo Nix at 16 to 1 and Oregon's produced some of those guys might be a decent pick here's the deal it's such an interesting year in major college football. You got Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. You got this McCarthy kid at Michigan. The interesting thing is Joe Milton. Joe Milton's in the top ten. He's twenty-five to one. You know, you could lay a few dollars on Joe Milton if you had the money to gamble at a hundred bucks. You could make you some money on Joe Milton on a hundred-dollar bet. He's certainly capable, Sean, and this offense is certainly capable of creating a Heisman Trophy winner here in Knoxville. In fact, I think within the next five years, Tennessee's going to win one because they almost won, they almost won one last year by default. The, the, the gambling markets, the writers are all going to look to, they're all going to look to Heupel's offense to create those guys that's why last year the the kid at usc won because he was in that system is why the kid at usc won 
And like Sean said, somebody had to win it. It's not far-fetched, even though I, again, my stance on Joe Milton is I'm going to believe it when I say it. I'm going to believe it when I say it. And it's not, no offense to him, but from this offense, with the weapons around him, if he takes to it, he could put up video game numbers in this deal. I mean, it's a big if, but he could, Sean. He, he gets mentioned here at 25-1. to 1. Well, every quarterback that's played for Josh Heupel has put up video game numbers. Um, so I, I look for Milton to do the same. Uh, but I believe the first Heisman Trophy winner will likely be Nico uh, for a couple reasons. One, I think he's that kind of talent. Two, I think the talent level around him is rising incredibly well. And you have a 12-team playoff. And so I think that he is going to come in um, in, in just a better time than Joe Milton. Nothing would be better than Joe Milton having incredible. a having a T Martin type year. Oh, be incredible! It would be incredible. And I don't I, and I don't want to put a ceiling on anybody, but I think I think the I think the Juju's lined up a little better for Nico in the coming years. The best story ever, right? Would be. Joe Milton going out there, balling out, and just ripping it apart. That would be one of the great, that would be one of the great stories of all time if that came to pass. And you can't help but cheer for a guy like that. You really can't help but cheer for a guy like that. He's 25 to 1 if you want some of that action. Uh, 865 200. 5402 is the number again, 865-200-5402. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us uh, today on the program, we'd love to hear from you. The excitement level for this season, the last couple days of just chopping it up here has really gotten me pumped. And to Sean's point, you look down and you go, man, where did the summer go? Well, you're in America's sports city here. College Sports City, Brian Hartman. And you know why you can say that? Because Tony Valls has made it that way. They're going to build a $100 million baseball stadium. They're all in on college baseball. And Tony Valls, Brian Hartman, has made this America's College Sports City. Yes or no, Brian Hartman? He is, he sort of got the fire started, like Dino said, and he definitely is a part of it, but you have to look at the football and their, they being born again is as probably the key in, in being named to that prestigious honor. Without a solid football season last year, I don't know that they get there. America's College Sports City, Senko. I love it here. I love it. And you know what? I like um, <clears throat> I like what Danny White's doing, to be quite yep. honest with you. Yep. I, I do. We, you know, and uh, I like to call it, as you say, balls and strikes. And uh, perhaps my uh, strike zone is different than the norm. That's okay. I'll wear that. Uh, but I, I do, I, I pride myself on giving credit where credit is due. 
And even though I've made fun of brick and mortar uh, ADs, uh, I really like what he's doing. And I hope that I really hope that this baseball stadium is going to be just fantastic because I think that with what Mr. Boyd's doing over there, um, I saw what I saw what the Redbirds did in Memphis when everybody said that's the stupidest thing ever moving it downtown and it revitalized a lot of things. I uh, drove by the area, you know, over to the left where they're going to develop this. Boy, I, I really think that baseball is just scratching um, uh, the surface of what could happen. And then if if Nashville gets an American League team, um, which I, I don't think is far-fetched in my lifetime, I think baseball is going to take off around here. And Tony Valls, you know, having that baseball team – is a really wonderful way. You know, they call it America's pastime for a reason. Uh, think about it. To those of us that are initiated and have chosen to enjoy that and all its fruits, it has allowed us to look up at the calendar right now, and you're like a month out from games being played, which is mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, you are right around the corner from camp starting. And the season, the baseball season, and football recruiting and the transfer portal put you right there. It's wild. I mean, the college sports calendar is a year long now. It is, it is around the clock. And when you're at a place like we are, not like Georgia, where they only play one sport. See, here's my argument. I would much rather have the Tennessee fan experience than the Georgia fan experience. Say, well, they've won two straight college football national champions. Yeah, that's right, and they're bored to death the rest of the time. They're, they're literally, oh, look, I love college football. Not that much. That I and wouldn't have an athletic did, department and anything else. That I wouldn't have anything to watch except for, and, and really, when you boil it down to them, for them, Really, they get three interesting games a year. That's what they get. That's how good they are. They got Mike White. They got Mike White down there. They get, a, they get our game. They get our game at the end of November. They get their first playoff game and their second playoff game. They get three, be, at, out of 365 days, Brian, they get three days in sports that are worth looking at because their baseball team sucks, be, and they suck in basketball. They're terrible. They're embarrassing. They'll be double-digit double favorites in every game until November 18th. Brian, I'm saying right now on the record, you could give me their football program, but the rest of their athletic department, and I would say, no, I don't want that. And so I would say, well, Tony, we didn't win an ass championship or anything last year. I'll tell you this right now. We had a lot of fun along the way. If you make it all about winning a champ, more power to you. I'm not going to tell anybody how to think. But I'm telling you that – the Tennessee fan experience far eclipses the Georgia fan experience because you get way more bites at the apple throughout a year. Uh, you, Of course, you get some lows and you get some disappointment and all that stuff. Man, you get some really good highs from where we are in sports right now. Some really good highs. And they are a one-trick pony athletic program. And... 
I would much rather be. Stinko, do you join me in that, or are you, uh, or would you rather trade it for the two football national championships in a row, working on three? Say that again, please. Would you rather be the ten- have the Tennessee fan experience of having robust programs round the clock year round, like Tennessee fans are treated to right now, but we haven't won a national championship in anything, or be Georgia? And just have that one football program that really, really is only worth looking at three times a year when they play Tennessee and then the two playoff games because they're so good. I think you're kind of describing most programs in the SEC, aren't you? SEC, I mean, uh, LSU has the baseball Um, because football may. We'll see. Uh, No, that's not today. I mean, they have women's basketball, Arkansas. Florida, uh, most most programs. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to say I would prefer the Tennessee experience right now, even over winning. See, people think that's silly that you said that and agreed with me. But I I love college football, but not that much. Not that I would surrender the rest of my sports calendar, the rest of my sports year to sit there and look at Drek. They are drecking basketball, and they're, it's unbelievable how bad Georgia is in baseball for all those kids that come down in those. All those kids that come down in the, across the country and play in those select tournaments down there in Atlanta, you mean tell me you couldn't be better in baseball? If you put Tony Vitello down there, you know how good they would be? It would be freaky how good they would be. Well, I think that, the, you know, I'm in a different stage in life, and I can understand where – some people that would disagree with me are, but you know, it's, I think that the vast majority of people where sports are an event and exactly. it's a, it's an addition to your life, not a, not a life consuming thing. Uh, so, you know, I no longer, uh, and I'm embarrassed to say this at one time, you know, the success or failure of Tennessee sports was a, was an identity thing for me. And uh, that's incre- incredibly embarrassing for me to admit that. But now it's just an event, and it's to be shared with with friends and loved ones, and yep. and, and uh, people of you know birds of the same orange color feather. And uh, so, I, I would much rather be able to year round football, to basketball, to baseball. For me, throwing the Braves year long, just fun events. Fun. Yep. Yeah, so so fun of that. I mean, there was, golly, when we were, when we were terrible in football, when we were just a, a nobody in baseball, and then they and then they took Bruce Pearl away from us, you know. And I'm not trying to say whether he should or shouldn't. Uh, the year was just incredibly slow. Oh you. man, a totally different deal. People say, well, you know, I mean, we had all that controversy, but those good for talk radio. Yeah, it was great for talk radio. Whatever that means. It's not good for business. 865-200-5402. We come back on the other side. It's a very, very, very exciting time here right now. I ask you the question, would you trade our experience for to be Georgia and have that football program? And that's all they have. 865-200-5402. Would you trade? Is it that much about football? 
I mean, just out of curiosity. Also, if you have a thought on the must-win games we were talking about yesterday, I'm going to ask Sean his too. When you look down at Tennessee's schedule, games that you look at and say, man, you just you got to win those games. It sounded like he was about to coronate Florida or nominate Florida as one of those games earlier, which I did today on the blog, and I came really close to making my second. If you go to tclub.team, you'll see my two. Boy, I came really close to putting Texas A&M in that category because they get on my last nerve. They get on my last nerve. As we continue with more, we'll come back. It's a Wednesday edition after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through toninobaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. We're wide open for you on a smoky, hot Wednesday, and I do mean it is smoky hot outside. I mean smoky hot. But, you know, hey, 94, 95 degree weather, it's good for you. Good for the soul. If you're working in it, please be careful. If you're out in it for any uh, lengthy period of time, please be careful. 865-200-5402. Tomorrow we've got a couple special guests that will join along with John Adams who will be with us. But uh, tomorrow we will have in the mix and in the hunt Mark Ingram, 
who has led UAB football out of the abyss. They join a new league this year. Brian, they're in, what's the league they're in now? They're in the American Athletic Conference, the league that Cincinnati, UCF, and yep. Houston vacated. So good they for them. They come up from Conference USA. Good for them. Mark is a good man, former Vol great, and I look forward to visiting with him tomorrow on the show. Very proud of the work he's done there. Also, Tony Vitello is going to join us uh, tomorrow as well. So both of those things will occur on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Cinco, are you excited for uh, going to the phones here? Because I, I need the calls to keep keep. We need to blow this thing up today, and let's talk about it. Callers always come first on the TV show. Cinco, that baseball team next year, next spring. I was exchanging texts with Tony the other day. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, I'm, "I told him. I said, congratulations, man, for making it to the summer." He said, "Did I?" He said, "I'm going recruiting." He said, and the next week, guess what I'm doing? I'll be out all week. I'm going recruiting. Who are we? Are we just waiting on the Holman decision? I think that's right. I saw Kendall Rogers. Uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. Seemed to indicate that uh, Holman you know, likely to go to LSU. I don't know anything in that whole deal, but um, I guess we'll see. That would suck. Yeah. But it wouldn't diminish the hall the baseball team has gotten out of the portal. Not nope. one iota. Let's go to the phones. And congrats to all the guys I saw Ahuna signed yesterday. So congrats to all the guys yep. uh, that get to uh, pursue their dream. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Yep. And I was glad to see Ahuna sign. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our first call. On a Wednesday, race fans. Hello, welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey, Cinco. Hey, Brian. It's Poldy. Hey, Pold. Welcome in, Poldy. How are you doing, Poldy? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Poldy, doing great today, man. It's a beautiful day to be alive and well. And uh, I see right there we're we're battling with your schlubs and that wild card. Poldy, I need to get Poldy. I, I think it's time to get the. Uh, I, get, I think it's time to get my office cleaned up, sir. Give me a ring. Uh, all right, buddy. I will. Hey, guys, I was calling about the odds on the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, what do you think? I think Vegas is about making money, and for them to put Joe Milton at 25-1 to 1 is just trying to get as much money as they can out of the best fan base in the world. I don't know, man. A $100 bet on him at 25-1 to is a lot of return. I'm concerned, man, because I just re they just recently showed that Clemson bowl game again, mm -hmm. and if uh, he it, the the game plan was right to get the to get the win like we did, but we it was almost like Trent Dilfer was quarterback, and they, as long as he didn't make a mistake, we were going to win that game. That Clemson team was awful, awful. If you know what I mean. No, they were not good all year, and then they had their opt outs. And they were just not good. I mean, that was a uh, that was a layup in the Orange Bowl for Tennessee last year, a layup. And the scary thing was, if they make those three field goals, it's a lot closer than it even was. But it wasn't a blowout late in that third quarter. No, no, it was a it was a definitely a game and play going to the fourth. You're right. 
And and if you're going to have to play that way against good quality teams, which we're going to have to do, you have to have a great defense. And I don't, I just don't think we're there yet. That's where Sean and I differ. I don't think we're there yet either. I think it's probably a nine and three football team, something like that. Maybe even eight and four. Who knows? I, I mean, I, I didn't think we have a great I'm, defense. But we have an improved for, defense. I don't think we're. I don't think our football team is better than last year, but I think it's heading rooting, in the right direction. I'm rooting for Joe big time. But Me too. I just think I, I I think that we we I hope that. You know, if you have to pull them in the middle of the game and then start them next game, I just hope we have a kind of a quick hook if things are that, going bad. You know, that will be, Paulie, that will be the most interesting aspect to this season that I don't want to see happen. None of us want to see happen. But it, let's say you get to, you're going to play well against Virginia and the other game. The, the real game is going to be, Sean started earlier, earlier in the program, the Florida game is going to be the, it's a measuring stick. you got to go on the road, it's going to be a hostile environment. No matter what Florida does earlier in the season with Utah, when Tennessee comes to town, they'll draw a big crowd. They'll be full-throated for that. They will not want to relinquish losing at Florida Field where they haven't since 2003 to Tennessee, 20 years. Ten losses, all some of them extremely maddening. A few of them, Tennessee taking defeat from the jaws of victory. Sean, that's the real measuring stick. And if he struggles in that game or struggles early on, by that point, Nico will have been on campus for uh, since December, quite a long time. He would have been in this camp quite a long time. He will be equipped. If it comes to that, that will be really interesting if he struggles, uh, Milton does, in that Florida game to see what Tennessee does. Yeah, I don't think – go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, single. Go ahead, This reminds me a lot of Chris Leak's last senior year and Tebow's freshman year. This reminds me a lot because Leak was the upperclassman and he should have been the starter, Mm. but they influxually put Tebow in to change the momentum. You know what? That's a good. I think that's a good point. My my concern is that um, we see Nico uh, because of kind of like a uh, and I don't again I don't want to speak this into existence, but I I I think that some sort of some sort of injury kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I I think a Jerry Colquitt type deal here with uh, because and the reason I say that is because um, Joe Milton has shown to be. And, and a reluctant runner, yeah, who doesn't protect himself well. Yeah, he's a big body guy that that you would think that he would be a battering ram like Tebow, but he's not. He's just the opposite. He's a, he's a very reluctant runner yeah. who does not protect himself, and he is a ball holder um, who just yeah. you know when things go down, his eyes go down. And the offensive and line, that's by the not way, good. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to play behind the same offensive line, Sean, last year as well as last year. Well, I think if he played behind Darnell Wright, I still think he suffers from the same problems. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he's he's in position because he's not – whether or not you're mobile or not and being able to get in and out. Tom Brady can't run anywhere, and yet he's one of the most elusive guys in the pocket. 
just because of the way he moves his feet. Joe Milton, I find him not to be the same type of guy in the pocket. One last thing, Tony, about uh, uh, Knoxville being the college sports city. Yep. Um, I, and I, I love Tony Valls, and he's done an incredible job. But yep. Can you, can you imagine how many Tony Valls has been here? About seven, eight years, I think. Five years. If, if we keep, what is it going to look like if we keep Heupel five years? I mean, we wouldn't be the college sports city if Heupel hadn't done what he's done in two That's exactly years. right. That, that it's 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 pretty football heavy. You're exactly right, man. So uh, love you guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. God, they turned over a new leaf. He turned over a new leaf. No That's shot good. at Barnes. Hello two and welcome in. in a row. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, hey, is this uh, is this me from Alabama here? It's you from Alabama. Hey, I, I have great a, name. A, uh, name's Chris. Grew up in Tennessee. All right, Tennessee. Chris. Good talk to um, you. Yeah, I appreciate your show, and I've actually got to get into Bible study, so I'll catch your reply on the podcast later. But I've never heard anybody uh, talk about that one play in the Georgia game that I think if it if it uh, doesn't turn out at the one yard line with that punt, but it, that ball instead goes into the end zone. I think that that whole Georgia game is different from a, a psyche standpoint. And uh, if you think about what happened uh, when we were backed up and all the ripples from that, so uh, and, I, and I bring this up because I know that's the past, but. Um, I, I really think that Coach Heupel has closed the gap more than what's being given credit for because of the way the Georgia game turned out. But I think that one play with the punt going out on the one made a huge difference. I'd love to hear you reflect on that, and I'll Thank catch you later in the podcast. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you uh, joining, and best of luck to you studying the good word. I'll say this. Tennessee and uh, Georgia last year were, it just shows you the wonderful coaching job and the incredible effort Tennessee's kids put to get themselves in that rare air when they played that game. Because when I saw those two teams on the field, I just, I see that completely differently than you do. I just don't think we had a chance in that game. It was not going to happen. Um, and when you look at the preseason, all SEC teams, not that anything is based on this, but just preseason all SEC teams this year, Tennessee's got one player on the first and second team, and Georgia's got recruiting hardware everywhere. They've got an NFL-type, uh, future NFL-type, all-star team running around. And Tennessee's, Tennessee – Honestly, is a couple recruiting classes away from that. Now, I think they're making progress, and I love Heupel. They were not going to win that game last year. Sean Sinclair, do you agree with that gentleman, or are you in my camp uh, where that was not going to happen for the Vols last season? Uh, respectfully, I, I, I'm more in your camp. I think that, I think that um, we should give some credit to Kirby Smart's conservative play calling in trying to keep the ball out of Josh Heupel's hands, he really put the brakes on that. I, yep. 
I think if he would have widened it up or you know opened it up a bit, I think the margin of defeat would have been greater. To be quite honest, he basically showed some respect, you know, which is uh, well, I think he, I he's think very he was good. smart on his part to keep the yeah. ball out of our hands. Absolutely, absolutely. I, no, like I'm not going to give these guys oxygen. In other words, correct. They're, they're not going to get because that's what they're going to thrive off is oxygen and. Quite frankly, they smothered us last year, and there's no—I don't think there's any crime in that. But I like that that caller goes back and takes a play and says, because there are in those games three or four plays. The fact is, Georgia, with where their program is right now, is going to make those plays. Everybody that plays Georgia is going to point to four or five plays and say, "Hey, if that would have just happened, we could have hung around in the game. They were going to blow us out. It was not going to matter. That game was not going to be close. Especially once we got the number one and got their full attention. No way, no how. You could play that thing ten times. If we walk in there number one, we're walking out of there with a loss. I'm sorry, I hate to say that, and I love our team last year. Love it. It's a great story. Wasn't going to happen against them. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tom, it's Rusty. Hey, Rusty, welcome in. Thanks, buddy. Um, I just want to take a little shot at, 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 at some factual information. That Clemson team was the second-best defense we played last year. They, they, had two, they, had two, they had two key opt-outs, though. They did, but they still did. I don't think they opted out, did they? Defense. I think they played. No, they, no, they they had two guys. They, they had two missing, Brian. They had they, they had, they had two defensive players not play, but they still right. are loaded with defense. And there's and we had a lot more opt outs than they did on the offensive side of football. Yes, that's true. Um, we we beat a really good team who just who just like their game previous to us destroyed the great May kid in Carolina on a neutral field. Um, that was not an average football team. That was an, that offense was average that day and missed some field goals. Yes. But that defense was the second-best defense we played last year, even with the two opt-outs. That defense was better than Alabama's defense with two opt-outs. And anybody that says that different does not do their research. Ask Tennessee Lee. He does research. Ask a lot of other people. I mean, we got some good old boy callers that don't really pay attention too much. No offense to them. Well, look, I, I think that Clemson team last year, compared to Clemson teams of years past, was, was not – up to snuff, as they proved no, no, no. by losing to South Carolina at the end of the year. Come on now, yeah. You're ma- hey, you're making them absolutely. sound like the monsters of the midway. They lost to South no, Carolina. Just it's saying, like we did. Come on now. I'm saying go look at that. Go look at our schedule. They were the second best defense we played, and it's not close. I mean, you're basing that now, off what they play in the ACC. How do you know that they play in the ACC, right. Rusty? They play an ACC no, schedule. No, no. Come on now. The best quarterback in the country coming into this year has been claimed. He, he couldn't get a first down against them two or three weeks, two, two and a half weeks earlier. Yeah, but he really struggled last year down the stretch. You're taking that out of context because he wasn't good against anybody last year, Rusty. Come on. Now, you talk about doing research. Sense. That May kid struggled against everybody last year. Once he got involved with Alabama, which we all knew, once he got kind of distracted, and there was a, you know, is, is his foot in this camp? Is it in that camp? What's going to happen? His play really suffered last year. I'm sorry, I didn't do it. Okay, last 
I'll leave that alone. Polling Joe's smarter than the rest of us. Clearly. That's obvious. Um, last thing. Has anybody went back and watched the Georgia-Tennessee game like on a replay without emotion involved and just looked at the game play-by-play, penalty-by-penalty, mistake-by-mistake, and great play-by-one-thing? Has anybody went back and watched that game with, with, with give me give me your obs- of, give me your observations? Go ahead. I don't, I don't think the punt thing's that big a deal because you get punt, you, you get pinned inside your one yard line a lot. That happens. The big problem with me in that game is the the false starts by us. We we were our first. We took the ball away from them. We drive right down the field, get into the red zone, get the third and one, and we immediately get two false starts. End up yeah. in third and eleven and have to settle for a field goal. Get, pick up, don't get the false starts. Pick up that first down. Punch it in the end zone and go up seven nothing. And and momentum can be a huge thing. But no doubt, no doubt, it destroyed it destroyed our confidence. You know, in and retrospect, Rusty, I, I'm not afraid to say this. I will say it. People might not like it. We weren't ready to win that game last year. We just weren't. No, the the, 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 the the false starts and things like that. The middle errors proved it. And that's okay. This guy's in year two. This guy is in year. He is in year three, and we're on here talking about Tennessee going head-to-head with Georgia. You know what I thought when they hired him? We'd be talking about year three, Tennessee going head-to-head and getting dominance back over Kentucky. We're talking about starting a winning streak against Florida this year. That wasn't on my single card. I'm sorry. That wasn't on my – and that's good enough for me right now, by the way. Start a winning streak against Florida. That is good enough for me. Tony, a bunch of people thought we'd be talking about, you know, a coaching hot board. At this that's point. exactly right. The, the Pat Forties of the world, that was their hope, Rusty. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're right about that. It, it, was, it was our second year. We had a, we had eight false starts against Georgia and Athens. Right? I didn't realize that. You can't do that. Do you think? Do you think that we were ill-served by a local member of the media, kind of uh, yeah. launching on their yeah. crowd? Do you think that was uh, not a smart move on from a not a very a smart thousand, person? A thousand percent. We poked the bear with that. With that. Maneuver. Not a very smart. We really did because it's not a smart it guy. Their, it made their crowd no offense. To, it made their crowd want to. It gave them extra incentive. Oh, they were. I, I don't know if I ever remember hearing them that loud. Plus, we were number one in America. We were the Cats Meow. We had the Heisman Trophy winner. Hey, I would have been super jacked up if I was a fan of their team coming into that game. We got something, and they want to come take it from us. Right. And, and the truth is about the false start, Alabama did the same thing in Knoxville a few weeks That's earlier. right. They That's had right. like seven or eight false starts. That's right. When you do that on the road, you're begging. You're begging to get whooped. Can we do that to Georgia this year? Can we rattle their young quarterback who won't be young by the time we play them? That's a problem with playing them late in the year, penultimate game of the season. Uh, that's the that's the problem with playing them late in the season. That's the path. That's the path of beating a team that's that's really really good when you're at home. Is you have to hope they make a bunch of pre snap rattle them up. That, yep. puts them in, that puts them in bad situations. That that's that's your chance. And even at that, like you bring up that that quarterback from Alabama, 
Like we all got on here after the game. Oh, we got we we love the game so much that even in the midst of our celebration on Garza Law that night, the fifth quarter fan reaction, we were celebrating, but we were also going, "Wow!" Because anybody that loves the game saw that kid absolutely ball out against us. He would not quit. In fact, there were two of those oh. performances last year in Neyland Stadium. There was him and the kid from, I think the kid from Florida got drafted highly based on that game. He was insane in that game. Both of those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. Without those two quarterbacks, both of those games were, were four touchdown victories. Just total I mean, blowouts. Alabama, yep. did, Alabama did everything they could wrong pre-snap and, yep. and stupid stuff. And, and Bryce Young just kept keeping them somewhere within striking distance. It was it was incredible what he did that day. I think the Richardson kid had a good performance. I think Bryce Young had maybe the best best opposing quarterback performance ever in Neyland that day. In anyway. Incredible. Rusty, I'll tell you what, it's better than your performance today. Hey, my performance is always A plus, brother. You know See you, man. Good talking to you. <laughs> hey. You know, Rusty and I used to go back and forth during the Garantano years. One night we had just a knockdown, drag-out argument, and then he walked up to him. He had a watch party, and he said, I'm Rusty. And the guy literally has his legs, my legs rather, growing out of his arm socket. And I thought to myself, boy, I sure hope this guy is not getting ready to exact a pound of flesh because he probably could. But let's come back on the other side. Hour two. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the Precious Stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Our patented Fridays at Calhoun's come back this fall. Be there in America's college sports city. Be there Friday, Friday, Fridays. So tell a friend on that. We're going to go back and do our series of shows from Calhoun's. It's going to be unbelievable. Tony Valls. Let's get uh, Magarod in here, who's up next with us. Hello and welcome in. You're through the magic of Twitter spaces in more places. X, welcome in. Hey, what's going on, Tony? It's Rod in Clarksville. Hey, Rod, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? I got a quick story for you, Tony. Go ahead, man. Uh, when my, when I was growing up, my dad was in the uh, military and we spent two stints in Hawaii from 74 to 76, or I'm sorry, 74 to 78. God. And then we went back from 86 to 90. God. And, and I didn't know this from the 86 to 90. I used to walk Travis Stevens to Sunday school. God. Between four and seven years old. When you were in... Hawaii. 
Yeah, when I was in high school. I used to walk Trevor Stevens to Sunday school. So he was down in, uh, he was in Hawaii as well. Yes, sir. His, ah. his, his mom and my mom are real good friends. That's a great story. But, but I did not realize this until I got back to Clarksville and I was working out at Fort Campbell. And I come home one day in 98 and Juanita Stevens is in my living room. And I didn't even know who she was. And my mom says, do you know who this is? I was like, no, who is that? She said, this is Juanita Stevens. I said, Juanita Stevens? You mean as far as Travis Stevens? The guy that's been breaking all these records at Northeast House Food that I've been hearing about on Fort Campbell? And that was Juanita Stevens. She was sitting in my living room. And to this day, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Well, I want to ask you this. I'm a music freak. Do you know of a group from uh, Hawaii called Kalapana? Are you familiar with them? Of course. Mac yeah. Fury is one of my favorite R&B singers, uh, wow. white boy soul of all time. You remember him, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, incredible. incredible. So, yeah, I love your, uh, listen, for some, for some reason, somehow, that town that you live in has produced some incredible world-class athletes down through the years. Incredible players. There are still athletes coming out of this town, Tony. There you go. Well, God bless you. You know I love you all to death. Go Vols, and Clarksville loves you, buddy. G to the B to the O. Thank you. Let's go back to our phones, get our next call in. Clarksville, Tennessee has just been a, I'll tell you what, man, that has been an absolute down through the years. They've produced a ton of players. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. That person just got detonated. Hello. How you doing, Tony? Hey, Billy. Welcome in. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hey, Titansville. Hey, I'm sorry, Titansville. I muted my You're here for me, Titansville, and I will, I will not hijack your call no matter how much pressure I get from the outside. I, I love hearing you. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Matt Dixon jumped you yesterday. Or no, he didn't jump him. He jumped Vandy Joe, didn't he, Brian? Was it Vandy Joe, Brian, or Titansville that y'all roughed up yesterday? Who was it on it was Vandy here? Joe. It was Vandy Joe. I'm sorry, Bill. You Vandy guys, Joe. I confuse you guys. Go ahead. Well, um, uh, Tony, if I had to maybe pick the must games that Tennessee needs to win, it would definitely be South Carolina, yep. and they they need they need to win Florida. If they're going to really be a good football team, they definitely need to beat Florida there in their backyard. Cinco, are you going to say that that's one of your non-negotiables, Florida, this year? Are you ready to say that on the air? Because that is really, really telling of how far Heupel's brought this thing in in two seasons that we would be in his third season saying Florida is a non-negotiable. But I wrote that this morning. I agree with Brian. I don't think, uh, for me, uh, the South Carolina, as Bill says, is a non-negotiable. That's got to be a waxing uh, for me. Um, but I think that I would put the, a win in Gainesville as another stepping stone. Mm. Knock off Florida, knock off Bama, just another stepping stone. And then I think uh, – and then I think we can start talking about bigger non-negotiables. Hey, Bill, who did I, 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 I'm not your stepping stone? 
the monkeys. Beautiful. I think there's only one member of the monkeys that's still with us, and that's Mickey Dolan. Did Neil? I wonder if Neil Diamond did that tune, wrote that song. Uh, he wrote "I'm a Believer," but mm -hmm. I don't know if he wrote that that other song that you brought up. Let me look that up. And on another on another note, uh, hey Bill, Bill, you, how did uh, Michael Nesmith make his all his money? Yep. See how good Bill is. Uh, Michael Nesmith. I by uh, by promoting videos and nope. stuff. Nope. 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 His mother Pur invented liquid paper. Yeah, his mom invented that. Liquid paper. That's, that's exactly right. right. Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart wrote that tune. Okay, very good. Bill, anything else for us today? It's a very good call by you. So you've got South Carolina and Florida in the non-negotiable category. I'm with you on that. Cinco refers to it as a stepping stone. You know, on, on another note, you know, I brought up to my brother-in-law, I said, we, we should have, a, Tennessee should have, uh, the volunteers should have a good football team. But if you ask me what kind of team the Titans is going to have, I have no idea. Well, the Titans, uh, I think if they can hey, the new, stay the healthy, it'll be pretty good. uniforms are Incredible. Sean, they need to go to those things 24-7. I agree. I, I love them. Dan I love those things. Johnson, that oil Derek on the helmet. Up there. Why is it, Sean, that these, all these, all these teams these days in college and pro football, the old school uniform looks better? Why is it? It's not even close. It is no, not it, even close. The ultimate old school uni is the the old Tampa Bay Bucks. Not even game. close. That is the greatest uniform ever. The uniform at Doug Williams wore, not even close. Yep. And and also close close to the top five is that old Falcon uniform of oh. uh, of uh, that, uh, Barkowski, Steve Barkowski, the red uniform, yep. not yeah, even close. Last year. It, was it is classic. Seahawks uniform, the old one. Old Seahawk uniform was incredible. So, um. Great call by you, Billy. Uh, well, thank you, my friend. You know, on, on, a, on another note, I'll tell you one thing. I'm very excited on what they're going to be doing to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And, of course, next month, that's when it's going to happen. Boom, and of course, and of course, um, with the with the Smokies, but they are, but I told you before, they need to start doing something to that Civic Coliseum. If they don't, you can kiss professional hockey goodbye. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but you're my man, Bill. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Random Bill, he got random there on me. Uh, let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on your Basilio show. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, W. Lynn? OG. OG on OG. Welcome in. What time is Tony Vitello on tomorrow, Bryony? What time, Bry? Tomorrow. 
He'll lead off things. He's going to lead off. Uh, last week and just kind of drove around campus and I went around that whole baseball stadium and nothing's uh, been done. Nothing. Tony, I'd say we organize a group to go over with some channels yep. and throw some dirt. Well, they, they, pictures. we ought to go out in the middle of their field. I don't think Tony would like this and just dig some dirt just to do it. <laughs> well, not in the middle of the field. Yeah, in the middle of the field. Make our statement. We Just dig like a big hole. They're, in the turf and center field, right, Bry? They're yeah. doing something there is no turf. You might have to go there's out there one, with a jackhammer. <laughs> there's a lot of construction work going on on the west side of Neyland Stadium. I don't know what they're doing there, but that's where their focus seems to be right now. I don't wow. think there's much going on at the yeah, baseball stadium. around the whole to... thing, and I'm, like, I'm thinking, why aren't we doing something? I, that's why I want to go over with some shovels, get out there in the right field, and just Dig up some clunks of grass. I'm telling you, we ought to go out there. That's what we ought to do. We ought to do some civil disobedience. I think I'd have heat with Tony Valls at that point if we dug like, because, you know, he doesn't mind getting criticized on here. He doesn't mind getting cracked on in text. I think that would be crossing the line with him, though, W. Lynn, if we went out there and dug a a moat in center field. Well, let's let's just. Ask him tomorrow if we can go out there and do a ceremonial few shovelfuls out behind Bunch the right field sticks. fence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyhow, guys, uh, good show today. Uh, the Monkees, my favorite two songs were Pleasant Valley Sunday and Last Train to Clarksville. Pleasant Valley Monkees. Sunday is an incredible, incredible jam. Totally agree with it that. Is. It is. Thank you. Right. And Last uh, Train to Clarksville is brooding. It's a great song. But uh, I've had fun watching the uh, the Orange Bowl replay. They have been showing it quite a bit. Uh, and my favorite scene, Tony, is when Dabo scores, makes a two-point conversion, and they're down 21 to 14, and he's over there jumping up and down and getting fired up. And what do we do? Is it two or three plays we throw the bomb and make it 28-14? It, it's pretty quick. Pretty quick. That's exactly right. Uh, and then the look on his face after that. You know, that's that's just my favorite scene of the whole game. Absolutely priceless. That look on his face was the old uh, was the old Visa commercial. Is that the thing where they would say priceless, or is that American Express? It all runs together for me. I can't remember, but, uh, yeah, I love it when Dabo looks sad. That's my favorite thing about it. Well, he him. looks like such, well... In the third hour, I'd like to one day just talk about what he looks like when he runs out ahead of his team. Because he – I can't say this on the air. Uh, w. Lynn, thank you. You're trying to get me in trouble. Hey, wait a minute. Can yeah. I, can I add one? Joe, Phil Steele has Joe Milton number seven in the Heisman contention. Phil Steele does. There you go. Well, the odds, uh, they've got him like in the top ten in Vegas right now, 25 to 1. And that clubfoot guy from Clemson, he, and Phil Steele, he's just a possibility. He's not even near the top ten. How about that? You know, so. How about that? And uh, you were talking about great uniforms and helmets. Uh, did anybody ever mention that uh, Razorback on the Arkansas helmet? No, but that's and that that old that old Arkansas helmet is next level. I agree with that. It, it is. It's great. It is unbelievable, and uh, 
I hated it when they kind of changed their uniforms up some. I, you know that you don't change something like that. Yes. I mean, you know that's perfect. That 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 Razorback hog on that red helmet. You know that's just great. So uh, in the old Southwest Conference, I always used to pull for Houston and Arkansas. I I didn't like any of the Texas teams. I always thought SMU going back to the Pony Express days had really cool unis as well. They did. They did. Hard to beat those late 70s, early 80s football uniforms. Just hard to beat, man. Like I said, it, to me, uh, Tennessee and their orange and LSU and their white is the greatest-looking college football game you can put together. You're absolutely going to bow your head when that happens. And, W. Lynn, thank you. Great show, guys. And I can't figure out if that's because I'm just, like, old, which I'm not. Or if I'm whatever. But you can't tell me, like Sean was talking about before, you can't tell me that those flat-looking Tampa Bay uniforms they wear now, where they look like, I don't even know what they look like. Look like a piece of, like, it looks like something out of a pewter shop you'd buy in Gatlinburg, like a pewter figurine versus those Tennessee orange things they used to wear with that really incredibly colorful logo and insignia on the helmet. It's not even close. It's not even close. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. I got to get into, uh, in a second, this thing that's popped yesterday up in Washington because it's very, very, very interesting about the bipartisan effort to put some parameters around NIL. And I just wondered, if they get that thing through Congress, is that going to fly in a court of law? I don't think it will. But let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. What's up, Tony? It's Lee, man. Yo, Lee, what's up? Not much, man. You guys are hard to impress, man. Y'all listen to those quarterbacks. Like, y'all don't think Caleb Williams is really that worthy of, like, backed into a Heisman. Back, to about a lot of those guys. Backed into a Heisman Trophy last year. He's, he's pretty elite last year, man. He doesn't win games. I mean, that's great, but he didn't win games last year. I mean, they, they, went, they went like 11 and 2. In that league. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, it's not like he went 4 and 7. I mean, he was, he's pretty good. He's not, he's not too bad, man. You're very impressed. The, oh, I mean, he's going to be the consensus number one draft pick next year. It's not even going to be close. I mean, he's, he's pretty good, man. Like, yeah. like Jaden Daniels, like I don't like Jaden Daniels was ridiculously good last year. You get it? You get Jaden Daniels? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was really impressed with what he did last year. I mean, coming over from the Pac-12, trying to acclimate to the SEC um, and running a brand-new offense, I I thought he had a terrific year. I mean, he ran for, like, if you take away his sacks, he ran for, like, 1,100 yards. Like, he accounted for, like, a half a point for every time he took off and ran the ball. He had, like, the lowest turnover-worthy play rate of 155 quarterbacks in college football. But when you compare him to other elite quarterbacks in this league in the last 10 years... Compare him to the young kid at Alabama, for instance. 
He's not. I mean, I, mean I, think, I think Burrow and Young were, were like generational type quarterbacks. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying he, he's compare him to compare him to Matt. Compare him to Matt Stafford at Georgia. I, I think he can have a better year than Stafford had uh, at Georgia. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, he's, he's pretty goddamn good. We'll man. see. Like, I, like I, he's, he's bulked up. He's up to like 212 pounds. I mean, so he can take you know so. I mean, he runs the ball a lot. This is really his only worry about. I mean, I think, I think he's really good. So, like, who is your who's your future? And we ought to do a future show. Who's your future to win the Heisman? Well, I mean, I, I did grab Jalen Dan- Jaden Daniels, but he was at a much better number than what you were reading off. These those markets have been out for a while, um, so his numbers have been kind of picked apart. But I did get a little bit Jaden Daniels. But the, the one I'm most invested in is Carson Beck. I mean, I got him at like forty to one couple of months ago why wouldn't you do that I mean, right why not take a I shot mean, on basically a guy. that award i mean that that award is you know you it's a quarterback award essentially going to a team that's going to win most likely be in the playoff i mean you're talking about the quarterback of the team that's likely going to go undefeated to be number one in the country i mean yep that's been in made it to new york last year yep so it's i mean at that number it's like oh, that was a no-brainer but it, that's been bet down some too i mean i think that was the best one on the board I mean, I, I think in the, in the Michael Penix might end up having the best, the best numbers of anybody. Like uh, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. The Pac-12 is loaded with good quarterbacks this year. Three at least, and a pretty I good mean, one. I think a, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in college football this year. I mean, even at the G5 level, there, there's a lot of good, a lot of good quarterbacks. You know what's I mean, weird? You know, thing yeah, go ahead. With, with all those quarterbacks, is they're, they're all quarterbacks that play. And highly prolific offenses coached by great offensive minds. Like even the Klubnik kid, like Kate Klubnik is, he definitely has talent, but he's, his offensive coordinator this year is Garrett Riley, who turned Max Duggan into a Heisman finalist last year. Max Duggan didn't, wasn't even the starting quarterback for TCU at the beginning of last year. So, I mean, that, that's why you got to take him seriously. I think he's going to put up good numbers. And we inspired, and, and by the way, the thing about that league is, too, you can throw some video game numbers in that league because there is. Little defense played in that deal. Very little. Well, to be, to be honest, there's little defense played in all of mm-hmm. the Pac-12. The You're Pac-12, right about that. All the strength, all the strength of all the teams are on offense. All the question marks on defense. The Big 12 is going to revert this year. It's going to look like the Big 12 did like 10, 15 years ago when it was all offense and no defense at all. Like, and the SEC is turning that way too. No doubt about it. It's, it's, it's. I mean, outside of Georgia. It's everybody. Everybody's question marks are on defense. When you saw Nick Saban's secondary, and he's got losses off that secondary, get lit up by Tennessee and Nealon Stadium, I mean lit up. And there's not a damn thing he can do about it. Nope. They had to go in the transfer portal in the spring um, and get a safety from Louisiana Lafayette and then a safety from uh, some other D2 school. Yes. Sean, how can that be? How can Alabama, when they've recruited five-star on top of five-star on top of five-star, have to go into the portal to address these needs like they did in, in, in the spring? Every once in a while, it just doesn't work out. Wow. I mean, they've, had a, they've had a ton of five-stars. and you know, For the stargazers, it is what it is, but they've had a ton of five-stars over the years have transferred out and done nothing. It's amazing. And you know that's why Saban hates this. George has done the same thing. And you know that's why Saban hates the new world order because he used to be he could lock those guys on his campus with those draconian laws, and now those kids just get up and transfer. 
I, I mean, it's definitely an issue for them. I mean, they've got Kool-Aid McKinstry, who's probably the best DB in the country. But outside of that, they're they're pretty shallow back Incredible there. Incredible name. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to see how it's going to be a whole lot better for them this year, you know, pretending the past. Hope you're right. Like I said, I think, I think that, that SEC, like a lot of these quarterbacks, we got questions marks. I think a lot of them, are, you're going to see quarterbacks in SEC put up video game numbers too, man. What do you make I mean, of Milton uh, at 25-1? to 1? I, I don't like him at 25-1. to 1. If I could get him at 50-1, to 1, I'd bet him. I mean, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. So this is – I'll run – I looked at Tennessee a lot. I looked at a few teams really in depth the other day to try to dig a little bit deeper. And this is kind of my take on Tennessee, okay? I, people are going to say this. They're going to hear the word regression. They're going to take it as a negative. But there is inevitable regression that's going to happen with Tennessee this year. And I don't mean that that they're going to just fall off a cliff offensively. But it's going, the offense is going to regress. And I say that for a few reasons. One, obviously, Milton, if you look at some of his numbers, they're kind of concerning when he holds on to the ball and has like a 7% sack rate. He can't do that anymore. Okay, I get that. But the offensive line to me is a concern. Um, all five guys um, grade out at like below replacement level or at replacement level. And last year, we had no injuries on the offensive line. We stayed healthy all year. And it's very unlikely that that's going to happen again. So you got to be prepared for that. And then the two things that I looked at that, are, that, that I think that we're going to regress in is, one, is three and outs. We led the country in the least number of three and outs last year. Okay, and we saw what happens when we go three and out. Um, it, it's that's the premise of Josh Heupel's offense. It tired out the defense, all that kind of stuff. When we go three and out, it stifles everything with his game plan. So if that's going to regress. We're likely not going to be number one again in that. And the other one, which I've talked with you and Bino about a couple weeks ago, was when it comes to to scoring. Once you pass the forty yard line, we were top five in the country last year. We averaged five point three points possession every time we cross the 40 that that's really hard to replicate so just in those areas the offense is going to regress now it can still be a top 15 possibly top 10 offense in the country but it's going to regress to some level the question is can the defense make up for it in just a little bit i mean even if it does it's not like we're falling back on our defense anyway I mean, this is the offensive team so sean do you buy him do you buy what he's cooking right now which part sorry about the offensive regression it just depends. I think you have, um, I think you have some uh, uh, guys that'll enhance it. Uh, McCaffles, I think, is is uh, is a weapon. I think the running backs are going to be better. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, not personally, but a, I think you could upgrade at Jerome Carvin. I think that was, and Spragans is better. Obviously, Wright's a great player. There is no replacement for that. Um, but I think that. I think Squirrel White and uh, uh, the kid from uh, Oregon, I think that laps what we had last year on offense. But just dep- just depends on the defenses we play. Uh, I mean, I, I think can't a lot speak of like, comes down to I can't speak like Lee with numbers and, and trends. I, I, that's not my bag. Uh, but I, I, from an overall talent level, I think I think we upgrade. Aside from a top ten pick in Darnell Wright, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I don't think the offensive line is upgraded. I, I don't think it's going to be. As, it, I don't see how it's as good as, as it was last year. I, I don't think the, the quarterback position. I don't think is upgraded. I mean, the running back, Small and Wright. I mean, no offense to those kids. I think they are what they are. You know, I don't know if Selden's going to get carries or not. I mean, wide receivers. We had one of the most prolific years with Hyatt last year than Tennessee receivers ever had. I don't know how that gets duplicated again. Like I said, I'm not saying it falls off a cliff or anything. I'm telling you it's the top 15 offense in the country. It's still going to put up tons of points and move the ball. 
it, it's just going to, there's just too many areas I think, where it's just going to be hard to maintain at that particular level. I think it comes down to Heifel really having to make adjustments in how he calls his offense. I think he's going to do that. Like, you're not going to see a lot of the throws, like, outside the hashes. I think you'll see, like, a lot more, like, the slants in the post and a lot of deep balls. I think overall offense is going to be more run heavy um, to, to fit with Milton. But, but mean, what, Lee, I would ask you, what, what position, what player that we lost, aside from Darnell Wright, was because of what they do and not because they weren't part of the system. I can't. Princeton Fant, he's not Princeton Fant unless he's in the system. Hidden Hooker, you go anywhere else in the country and he's a backup. Um, Jalen Hyatt, no one knew his name. Everyone's surprised he's still on the, on the roster coming out of his second year. I, mean, I, look, I can't I think of Jerome Carter was there because the he was a, a battle of attrition. I'm, I mean, I'm rooting for us to have another receiver win the Bolitnikov. Well, odds are it's not going to happen. No, but it, no, I get what you're saying, but nobody on earth without orange-colored glasses thought that Jalen Hyatt was the best receiver in the country. He was a third-round draft pick, and he had a couple of nice games. I mean, he was... I don't even think he'll he's stick in the NFL. Last year, but, I mean, he's pretty done. Don't be wrong. I'm like I'm huge on score life. I'm on record saying I, I think he's going to break all kinds of records, university records before he leaves here. But it's you're still replacing a lot. I mean, we, we had a tackle, um, a quarterback, um, receivers dropped in like the top seventy of the draft. It's just still it's still production that's got to be, you know, it's going to be hard to duplicate what it is. I mean. Not, the Fair enough. Thinks is you're going to regret just, just a little bit on it. You know, like, I, I just don't think, I'm not, like I said, I don't think offense is going to be fine. But it's just, it's hard for me to say it's going to be, it's going to be as good as it was last year. It's just, I just think it is. I don't think they could be, you know, would, would you, would you, would you agree that we could be less prolific and more effective? No. <laughs> really? You think it's, you think it's all numbers based? No, I think it's, no, it's, it's not all numbers based. I mean, if you're less prolific, you're not going to be as effective. Well, I disagree with that totally. I think that I think a lot of those stats were put up when the game was out of question. Like, like a, I mean, like I said, a, a lot of the stats that I'll quote, like a lot of these things, I mean, they're all adjusted for like garbage time and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say like. I don't see how you're. Well, I'm not here to debate you. You always bring up great points. I, I mean, I, 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 I just leave it at that. Lee, you're my man. Like, like I, said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like dog, dog it out. Like, say the offense is falling off. It's still going to be really good, but like, you're trying to replace one of the best quarterback seasons of all time, one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time. You got to have your offensive line stay completely healthy the way it did all of last year, with, with a group that's not as talented. And it's again, to, my I last thing would be, I guarantee you, you, could ask, you could ask every single coach over there, and they would tell you that Jalen Hyatt was the third best receiver on that team last year. I, I mean, he, he might have been, but all I know is uh, when he catches five touchdowns versus Alabama, I can't say it's not going to be a factor. When he well, no question, no question. He <laughs> he had a st- Again, I'm not against him, but he, uh, Squirrel White does exactly what Jalen Hyatt did last year or more. Squirrel White does not get blanketed by Georgia or by South Cam Smith in those games. No way. 
Hey, uh, Lee, thank you. It's going to be interesting to watch. Thank you, Lee. Lee, I love you. I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you or say anything like that. I think I, no, we, I lo- we, love a good, we love a good healthy debate. Thank you. 865-200-5402. Who will the top three receivers be that play most of the time? That is the million-dollar question. Let's answer that as we continue on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, mimsmodernlandscape.com. 
That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States. Fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Fired up, focused, and prepared. We are no doubt heading for a TLD Logistics overdrive overtime. Let's get our next call in. Hello, you're live on the show. I'm sorry, that was the wrong line. Let me get our next call in. Hello, you're live on the show. Tony B. Yo. Hey, it's Richard. Hey, buddy. Oh, man. Hey, wonderful. Uh, wonderful show yesterday and today. And uh, I like y'all's a little healthy debate there, Dr. Sean, a little bit with uh, National Elite. So some good stuff right there. Uh-huh. And uh, saying, first of all, Tony, I'll go to yesterday where you're talking about your two the two games that uh, I expect a W out of yep, yep. it. Uh, no reason. All right. Um, one, of course, is what everybody did say, Florida, uh, because it is the one road game uh, that I expect us that we should go down and win the game. Uh, our program is ahead of Florida. There's no excuse to go down there and play bad football and get beat by that team. Um, now, I'm saying that the second one is Texas A&M. And here's my reason. And here's my reason for Texas A&M more than anything. First of all, when it comes to just pure Jimmys and Joes, Texas A&M has the third most talented roster in the SEC. Um, they're right there with LSU. They have a lot of four- and five-star players on that roster. The reason why I think it's a, it's a, a win that Tennessee is going to hammer, you always got to look at games and where they are in the schedule. We're con- we'll have a bye week before we play Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to be hosting Alabama while we're sitting there resting. Going from playing Alabama to coming to Neyland Stadium, I just don't see how that team could be up for that game. Jimbo hadn't played against Heupel yet. It's always a shock to a first-year coach that goes against Heupel and his team. I just think it's an ambush waiting, and we just we roll them in, in Neyland Stadium. Thoughts, Cinco? It's well, that's well thought out by Richard. 
you don't just play a schedule on paper. You play it in real time. So I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, because what are the one thing that people are saying the reason why Kentucky could be that game for us this year? Because of we're going back-to-back with Texas A&M at Alabama, and then we got to go to Kentucky. But uh, I just don't see that again because Kentucky just doesn't have our – Kentucky don't have the roster to stay with us. And this is why I'm like you, Dr. Sean. I, the reason why, Tony, I love our offense because, let's face it, uh, playing 12 games, it is hard for these kids to completely uh, play at that fever pitch every game. You're always going to have games in the year where you're going to have some let off from these kids. It's it's that difficult to be up week in and week out. You just can't do it physically as a human being. And so, but what our offense gives us is even though we may be a little off the on the emotional side, but our offense is so difficult to replicate and defenses to defend us is we can be off emotionally and still score a lot of points. No doubt about it. That's a really good way of putting it. The scheme is that good, man. It's just that good. Yeah. Yeah, don't you remember some of the older days when we were playing just grinded out football and we had our emotional games where we were fever pitch play? But when you go against, when you have those games where you're emotionally off and you're not up and you play such a, uh, a conservative style of offense, you struggle in those games to win them. Horrendous. And so I just, you know, for, for that, I, I like it. Now, um, I'm going to take, uh, I'm trying to sit there and go back and forth between what Nashville and Dr. Song Sinclair was just talking about uh, as far as what they see. And I see both points for both mm-hmm. of them. There is one thing I do agree with, Dr. Sean, is I think we replaced Jerome Carvin. Uh, I think he was the, honestly, every game I watched, I saw him get beat more than any player on that offensive line last year. We right, Dr. Sean? Uh, it, nothing against Jerome Carvin. I appreciate the way he played. Uh, but I think he is, I think, let me let's say he, I think that position is replaceable. And, um, I think you know you're starting to hear some stuff about the Texas kid that came in. Uh, I think John Campbell's uh, a good tackle. And then one one thing I <clears throat> we were talking about be, uh, during the break is I think that uh, one thing that's not getting talked about is our unproven status at both specialist positions. Then I could talk. Uh, yeah. Maxton Brooks, while not out, not a Colquitt, I called it. You know, was a four year guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, McGrath, you know what he was. He was pretty reliable, mm-hmm. uh, even even with a knuckleball. He was pretty reliable, and yeah, and it, you don't know how a kid from Indiana is going to come in into the SEC in a big the big lights, and then a you know an ambidextrous punter from Australia. Incredible! It, it makes a great story, but you know who knows when the lights go on. Yeah, and and I tell you what, I I, I honestly I like our. I think we have a better depth, if it's hard to say at wide receiver, um, because I do believe Squirrel White will have a very good year in the unique role he'll play. And I also believe that you'll see this team um, scheme up Dante Thornton. I'm, I'm like, yeah, Jalen Hyatt, how hard was it not to score that many touchdowns when he was that wide open that many times? And Dante Thornton has the same skill level as him. He's long, he's athletic. Actually, he's longer than Hyatt, and and I think that's what they'll use, utilize, because when you're throwing over the middle and you're throwing long passes, you want a long strider that's fast, that has the length, 
because the quarterback can put it up a little bit higher. It makes it easier. He's an easier target to throw those downfield throws to. So, And then, of course, I think Brew McCoy, if he, you know, understanding that he wasn't healthy last year and he played through injuries, uh, man, what, what does he do, Tony, as a healthy Brew McCoy this year? Amen. But they can only play three. Which is going to be really interesting. Or they, they do only play three I, I, in the first couple of seasons. Maybe they can lengthen their rotation. We'll see. Well, I think they will. I think it's this confidence in the next guy can is equal to the guy it's in front of. And that, that's where you know I think you see this staff. It's all about do they see you know the next receiver being as good as the previous guy. So we'll see. Yeah, and I appreciate the thanks, call. The, thanks, the, guys. The thing that people learned, those wide receivers learned last year in that room, that I'd be telling the fourth and fifth guy, hey, look, one injury and you could be winning the award. One injury, you could be standing down there in Orlando or up in New York or wherever it is they give that thing away. That's how it goes in that offense. Let's go back to the phones. You, you Stay ready. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Doing great. Good talk to you. So I, I wanted to ask Cinco a question, but I definitely want to talk about the legislation thing Yeah. today. Yeah. So, Sean, you've got to help me out. You were talking last week about uh, some of the arm strength and talent at UT before, and there is a guy, I cannot remember his name, but I think he was, from Florida, very close to where Tony Robinson came from, about the same time. Do you remember him? Moses Collins, right, Sean? Yeah, I mentioned Moses That's Collins. It. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what remember a, what it was? I can't say it. Do you remember what his uh, license plate said? <laughs> so no, I remember his number. I was just a kid. His car was so loud. His, 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 his license plate said Mo, and then the last part you cannot say in this in right this, interesting uh, in this next hour right? <laughs> yeah but hey uh so before i jump on this legislation the one thing just going back to the league conversation is yeah. that you know phil still does have a at six points less this year on offense and one point more on defense so that is a little concerning um but the one thing that, like, you know, when people talk about watching the Clemson game, and I've watched it too, we this is what's hard for me, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to learn what it's like to be a fan under the Josh Heupel era mm-hmm. because we're either scoring or we're, we're punting. You know, I mean, it's, we watch the other team play more than our team, uh, which I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. But I think before you dissect too much of it, you can – you can kind of jump ahead and just think, well, when I go back and watch a replay, well, this could happen, that could happen. But, I mean, just like Missouri, they they outplayed us for two and a half quarters, and then we just embarrassed them. And that's, that's- This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork, and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people, and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.